Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Audrey, somehow it magically became like the middle of December. And I don't know where the time has gone. I've been talking about this lately, how time has been flying by quickly. And I realized something. CIO of the year is closer than we would ever know. Right. Like March, right. March, what year? What year is this that we've been doing that? Uh, we this will be like our sixteenth year doing seventeenth year doing CIO of the year possibly. But it's coming up March twenty first, two thousand and nineteen, and that seems like it's so far away, but it's not. I'm just saying right now. I know. I'm preparing for it because okay. the nominations are still open. Just reminding right. our listeners, you know, it's, it's actually like a fun night. It's the night. It is a fun night for the nerds. We it's like 800 <laughs> people exactly. that don't want to leave. They don't. We they don't want to wanna leave. Every we, year we're like, really? We gotta yeah. kick them out. We have so to kick them out. Every we do single that. Time. Chief information officers, chief information security officers, and um, and their fans. And their fans. They have quite the fans, too. They do. It's a party. And they do. Just if you go to pghtech.org, we got a we got a nice box up there to say, hey, it is time to nominate. Nominating is not that big of a deal, and we'd like to get as many men and women in the running as we possibly can because some of the great people always pop up every year. Folks we've never seen, never heard before, we get to honor the great work they're doing around their IT and security operations here in the Pittsburgh area. So just thinking about that, like, you know, at times cruising by, and if you do not – you do not nominate. You're not going to be part of the party, and people want to be there. So I'm just saying. But we have a really cool show in front of us tonight. You know, the start of Allegheny's is stopping by later tonight. They're bringing in a crew of people, which I think is going to be very, very exciting. You know, we we have a deep love for Johnstown. We do. We've sort of woken up to the love of Johnstown, the love of its beauty, and um, it's it's got a sad, powerful history. And uh, we we worked with them. It's been like almost three years now. Three years now. Helping them with their vision right. and creating pathways to Pittsburgh. Yep. And we're pretty excited to see some Pittsburgh-based companies opening up shop there. Exactly. So that's jazzing well, us. Last spring, I got to moderate a couple panel discussions at, their, at the start of Allegheny's conference. That was at Seven Springs. I remember that. And my eyes were open to all Wait, these companies. You only went to Seven Springs for a different reason. For a different reason? What are right? you talking about? Didn't you go, like, just to ride your bike? Well, I go there on my bike all yeah. the time, but oh, this was, okay. like, official Pittsburgh yeah, Technology right. Council business yeah, at this right. point in time. I don't think I had it was. To, I, had to, like, I don't so, think I had it to, was. I had to be official. There was no bicycle clipped to the roof of my car at the time. It was just me and myself and my ability to moderate discussions. But when I was there, I got to meet a lot of these companies that are popping up there. I was just really excited for the impact that's happening with Startup Alleghenies, and tonight we're going to bring a little bit of that to you, which I think is just a heck of a lot of fun. But the real star of the show today is Sean Luther. Yeah. Hey, Sean. Sean. He's waving. He's you waving. You can't yes. see that. He just did some remember, double. Remember <laughs> how radio a, works. Yeah, exactly he did right, a man. double hand wave. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually remembering the last time I was in Johnstown, which yeah. was to tube the Connemaw River. Oh, yeah. how so was that? Is it beautiful? Yeah, it's really cool. And you end see? right in downtown Johnstown. Wow. You go through this really cool natural scape, and then all of a sudden you're It's in concrete. A oh, concrete that's cool. tube yeah, and tube. shoots you right into downtown. Oh, I didn't know you can make it through that part of the river without like disintegrating. We probably weren't supposed to. But oh, but you we just did. There. I got you. So, Sean, we've been meaning to get you on the show for a very long time because you're doing some really cool work in Pittsburgh, and we're really excited about the work that you're doing. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited as well. We've been um, 
I've been working on this for a little over a year. Right. So, and, and you uh, lead up Innovate Pittsburgh. Correct. Or do I or do I call it Innovate PGH? So I don't correct anyone. Okay. Um, technically, we say Innovate PGH. Cool. But um, that means Pittsburgh. See, so I have the same thing. Ways. So we have our TEQ magazine. People call it tech. But I don't correct because actually when we built it, the idea was that play off of you could say tech, but we actually call it TEQ. Right. So I'm going to call it Innovate PGH. And I'm going to call it. TEQ because I think previously I've called it tech. Yeah, and it's and no harm, no foul. <laughs> so we're all going to get along swimmingly yes, here. All our <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. So should we dive in? We should dive in because he's coming back after the break as well too, and we got a few minutes here before we actually go to break. So I think okay. We need to so kind of... just give us like a the pitch, innovate PGH, the, the elevator pitch, real fast, the website. So and then we'll come back. Okay. So the the basis here, the the standard pitch is we're about a year since the Brookings Institution report was published. Yeah. That's a really interesting report because it says a couple really critical things. One, obviously Pittsburgh's innovation economy is doing very well. We've diversified from an economic perspective, eds and meds instead of heavy manufacturing. But the really critical part is when you look at the academic powerhouses that we have in Oakland in particular, Pitt, CMU, and UPMC. Now, isn't Oakland almost like a city unto itself? Like, it's got, like, the third biggest economy in Pennsylvania or yeah, something Yeah, so like I've that. never independently confirmed this, okay. but my Oakland friends yeah. uh, still have that status. Okay. The third largest commercial center in the Commonwealth after downtown Philly, or Center City Philly, Philly downtown right. Pittsburgh, and then Oakland's and then, right then there. Oakland proper. Yeah. So, so Oakland is it's an entity onto itself. And there are 40,000 college students there. But right, the critical right. piece is yeah. $1.2 billion worth of R&D happening there every Whoa. single year. So between Pitt, CMU, and UPMC, See, right. um, it is a, uh, an innovation powerhouse. But what Brookings found is if you look at the strengths at Pitt and CMU in particular, and then you look at the job growth in Pittsburgh, they don't actually line up. Huh. And so given... Uh, CMU's expertise in autonomous systems and computer science and Pitt's national leadership in uh, life sciences and advanced manufacturing, we should be seeing more new company starts. We should be seeing um, more employment in our key innovation sectors. And in a very short order, we should start to see our demographics start to move. Uh, and those needles aren't swinging the way we anticipated when we really dug into the numbers. Gotcha. So this so this study was a wake-up call. It was. And, and Innovate PGH is the response to that wake-up call. So who created Innovate PGH? And a, a group of different organizations and entities came together to say, hey, we need to solve this problem through Innovate PGH. Yeah, it's very classic Pittsburgh. Okay. So it's a uh, public-private partnership um, essentially driven by Chancellor Gallagher and Farnham Jehanian, the Ooh. president of CMU. Yeah. Uh, so for a very long time, our academic institutions have been on the perimeter of economic development. Uh, and the, the report and Innovate PGH as an implementation engine are a way to really tightly cook Pitt and CMU into our economic development uh, fabric. But we also recognize that there's a lot happening in this space already. Uh, and so our elected leadership and the mayor and the county executive, our business leadership um, with the Allegheny Conference, and then the uh, three of the largest uh, foundations locally are, are directly involved as well. Wow. That's truly Pittsburgh style right there. Exactly. As far as that goes. Yeah, absolutely. So we're taking a break in a couple of minutes. Before we go to break, what's your background and what, what got you interested in leading up this gig? This sounds like a pretty... Pretty pretty big task. Yeah, so we're going to dive into some of the other recommendations from the Brookings Report uh, okay. after the break. But I got involved because of the placemaking aspect. Gotcha. Um, what makes up an innovation district? 
Uh, so my background is in urban place management, um, downtown development. I worked for the Pittsburgh Downtown Partnership for a number of years, ran the equivalent organization in Roanoke, Virginia for uh, a number of years, been back in Pittsburgh working on economic development since 2012. Are you a Pittsburgh native or? I am. I grew up in the South Hills. Oh, uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I call myself a yo-yo instead of oh, a Oh, yeah. Brother. I have heard you say that. <laughs> That's yo-yo. right. I have heard you say uh, that. So I've left a couple times, that. but I've only gone south, and I always get yanked back Back down. north. So, hey, I like that. Up and down, up and down. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's funny. Well, I'm excited to learn more about what you guys are up to. So Cause, stay cause like, tuned. Yeah, because I think stay obviously tuned. this this report, when it came out, some pretty, pretty interesting stuff, and you're trying to solve some pretty tough problems. So when we get back, we're going to talk with more of Sean Luther here from Innovate PGH. As far as that goes. And this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And Audrey, we are heading on to 36 years that the PTC has been around helping tech companies succeed, whether it's business development, whether it's visibility, public policy, or finding the right talent. In 2019, make us part of your business building plans because we can definitely help you move some move the needle forward as far as that goes. So anyhow, after this break, we're coming back with more Sean Luther from Innovate PGH. Learn more about us at PGH Tech. That's a lot of PGHs. Man, I'm out of breath. I couldn't be happy you're spending your time here listening to Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Busso. And Audrey, we promised we came back with Sean Luther from Innovate PGH. Hi, Sean. Thanks for staying with us. And uh, as we're talking to Sean, I want everyone to, if you're near your computer, you should go to Innovate PGH. And uh, you can see a little bit about what they're doing and what they're up to. It's a nice website. Great drone footage going on there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best that money can buy off yeah. the stock <laughs> photography website. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Um, and you can also visit uh, the Pittsburgh Innovation District website, which is pittsburgh.id. Okay. Um, that uh, really start to shift our brand presence a little bit away from Innovate PGH, which huh. is the organizational element, the partnership, right. the civic business leaders. Uh, the Pittsburgh Innovation District is how we talk about okay, good. Pittsburgh's innovation assets outside of the region. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And so people who listen to our show are from outside the region. They're also local. They care about what's happening around Pittsburgh. So break it down simply so that we can all understand exactly what, not just your vision, which is great, but also what would, what success would look like. Yeah. So one of the most critical elements that we're pushing forward in 2019 is this idea of a joint tech attraction strategy. Um, Obviously, we're coming out of the HQ2 announcement in uh, D.C. and Northern Virginia. And what I think a lot of people have failed to recognize is behind the scenes, our traditional economic development organizations are now partnered with our academic institutions and leadership at Pitt, CMU, and UPMC to really sell Pittsburgh from an innovation landing perspective to Fortune 1000 companies around the globe. They don't just have to be in Seattle. Uh, and so uh, the innovation district becomes a centralizing factor to that to unite the folks that are already selling the region on one platform to make sure that we're all going after the same companies. They're only getting hit by uh, one organization at a time. We have a really concise pitch uh, and that we're also focused on retaining and growing the innovation companies that are already here both homegrown, companies like Duolingo, and then the big national wins that we've gotten over the last uh, decade, the new Facebook announcement, the Google office. We have to work to make sure that uh, smaller national companies operating in the region have the same growth path. Um, And so that's where a lot of our early uh, wins ideally are going to come in 2019 is going to be on this uh, retention and attraction uh, focus. So what what does that mean if people are listening right now and they have startups? For example, that you know they haven't even hit 
maybe a million dollars of revenue. What does that look like? So in that's terms what, of help. what's been really interesting in our work is we've been engaged with the companies and the organizations like yourselves that are already in the landscape and have been doing this for a really long time. And so I think there was a misperception coming out of the Brookings report of, great, let's start another organization to go ah, and do the exact point. same thing. Interesting. Right, right, um, right. And the truth of the matter is a lot of the spectrum for uh, startup companies is very well in place locally. Um, you think about organizations like Innovation Works and their accelerators at Alpha Lab and Alpha Lab Gear. Those are areas where Pittsburgh has shown leadership well before a lot of our peer cities. Uh, and so we don't want to create additional nonprofit bureaucracy and say we have to go be in the same space as the life science greenhouse. Exactly. Right. No, absolutely. It makes total sense. What we have identified, though, is companies that do not have any affiliation with a university or one of those accelerator programs, there is still an opportunity to figure out how to be an advocate for them, kind of that zero to one stage startup, um, and connect them with the resources that already exists. Uh, and then also on the other end of the spectrum, you look at companies that are getting into a growth stage that aren't necessarily Allegheny Conference members because they don't see themselves that way. Exactly, right. There's a whole um, slice of companies that just don't fit into that mold. Many of them goes. are tech council members. Many of them aren't. And so we also have the ability to uh, kind of centralize those resources and be a, an engagement platform and an advocate for those types of companies as well. Interesting. Okay, so what does that mean? So, for example, if people are listening, what is, what does that mean? If they are... So as an example, the URA has a really strong microloan program. Um, $5,000, pretty easy to get, and it's a really great addition to the economic development landscape. But if you are just a startup in a garage on the south side, you're not necessarily aware yeah. of that how resource, do that? Exactly. nor do you know how to start to get it. Exactly. Uh, and so what we're doing is positioning ourselves as a, a basically a centralizing resource. So we're not going to create $5,000 They can come to you to put them in the right channels for exactly. what they're looking for. We connect for. them with Jennifer at the URA, and we right. can fast track that application and make sure that um, these really exciting startups uh, can can see success by Excellent. getting off the ground. So how are you getting the name out there? How do people know that, that this is a resource for me? I go to Innovate PGH because they, they can help me navigate different channels. So we're actually trying to just get out onto the street and find entrepreneurs where they are. Gotcha. Uh, and yeah. so, and, you mm -hmm. know, hang out at the, both the social events, and the educational events that are happening but also hang out in spots in Oakland where students are working on these projects and be in the co-working spaces on the north side in East Liberty and downtown where mm -hmm. people are uh, really starting to, to put their ideas on paper. Excellent. And what about like sometimes there's, there's a whole group of people just outside of the, the incubators and universities. I mean, we have a, a gentleman, Vinzeal Wolf, stopping by from Start Allegheny. So he's just a guy starting a transportation mm -hmm. company. And how do you reach right. those types yeah. of folks that are doing some of these other more like lifestyle right. type yeah. companies, which are really an important part of our economy? And a, a lot of times we end up connected with with those types of folks through mm -hmm. referrals. And okay. so this really gets to innovate PGH's role as yeah. a nexus of all the great work that's already happening. Very cool. And so if you get someone like a life science greenhouse, they're going to end up meeting really great folks in the advanced manufacturing sector. And then we can they pass that connection to us and so right. that we make sure that they get to Catalyst Connection. Cool. Um, and so we, we're essentially kind of a, a clearinghouse right. and an advocate role rather than developing new specialized programming all of course, our own. right, because we have so much that in Pittsburgh that all there is unify that yeah. together, create a focal <laughs> point for it. No, we've, we've known that forever. I mean, if you think about the Tech Council literally started in 1983, you know, ahead of its time. 
and uh, so many great resources have, have popped up around us and we really have all of these things and the more we can work together and know that we're all on the same page doing various things we become such a stronger region yeah so I'm glad to see there's this, this kind of like unifying force well and I think also eventually that will be codified okay so you look at cities like Kansas City which has a really great front door portal right so if you have an idea to start a company in Kansas City I know you, same with Dallas you get right. you get zipped into that system right. really right. easily right 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 um, and so that kind of gets for a long term outlook for right. us in the short term, though, we don't want to just sit around and develop that portal. We want to make sure that we can find entrepreneurs on day one. Exactly. While we're also oh, of course, those, yeah, you got you got to be building it while you're building it. If you exactly. know what I mean. So, so, and so, what about a year or so into the job? I mean, what's your take on this? I mean, obviously, it's got to be like super exciting. We've got a couple minutes left. Like, what's the, I guess the big takeaway from having gone this far, and what are you thinking about for for 2019? Yeah, so I think the the biggest takeaway for listeners in the region and outside the region is that the potential in Pittsburgh and the innovation economy yeah. is very mm-hmm. real. Definitely, the the story of Pittsburgh is not uh, a marketing washover. When you look at the academic strengths that we have. Mm-hmm. It will position Pittsburgh as a global innovation leader in the 21st century. We are part of a very small cohort of cities that have innovation assets, strong economic development platforms, super high quality of life, super low cost of living, and the major academic resources that are going to anchor companies in cities like Pittsburgh in the next century. Very cool. Um, And so we're excited to be the champion for that um, and really uniting the folks that are already doing good work in the space because uh, we definitely can't do it on our own, and and I think that's the most Pittsburgh message of all. Absolutely, that's and great. Minute left, 2019. What's the big, the big hubbub? What are you thinking about? Uh, so you know, there's really wonky stuff that we're working on: cluster development strategies, uh, marketing, workforce development programs. Um, but we are really going to hit the ground with this tech attraction piece, and you're not going to know it until we've got big, splashy announcements. Love it. Uh, but we're going to be in the trenches. I want big, splashy there. announcements in 2019. Not, not as much as I do. <laughs> uh, but we expect to, to see some very fast traction. Absolutely. Sean Luther, Thank Innovate you. PGH. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, Thank you guys. You. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, we're taking a break. There is more Tech Vibe Radio coming your way, I swear. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org and then fly on over to Twitter at pghtech. Welcome back, everybody. So glad you joined us here for Tech Vibe Radio every single Friday night, bringing you all the cool stuff happening in Pittsburgh's technology sector. And energy is one of the big things we love covering here on Tech Vibe Radio. And uh, actually, I'm really excited because we're breaking in the new Tech Vibe Radio podcast studio at our new HQ in Nova Place. Love being here. Love having our own dedicated space because a lot of times we got to grab interviews when we got to grab interviews. We can't mess around. We can't be like, well, you can come into the studio on this date when we're actually on air. we got to sometimes do it outside the normal hours, which is why we have this new podcast studio. And we are breaking it in with two really cool guys. I'm really excited to talk to you about what's going on with energy, and especially around the idea of things that are going on around the conservative platform with energy. And, of course, we have no stranger to Tech Vibe Radio. We have Chad Forsey here. He is, uh, he is with the Pennsylvania Conservative Energy Forum. And we have uh, Tex Fisher here. First time on Tech Vibe Radio. 
Yes, sir. And you're driven all the way from Youngstown. Youngstown, a whole hour. Yeah. I appreciate you coming in. No, Youngstown's like a cool neighbor of Pittsburgh. It is. We I like, like having you guys around. Like, yeah. we need to be doing more with Youngstown as far as I'm concerned. I would like I'd like to see that. Absolutely. So, Chad, let's start with you real quickly. Yes, just sir. so listeners can remember, who is Chad Forsey? What's up with Penseth these days? Yeah. So, I am the executive director of the Pennsylvania Conservative Energy Forum. And I'm a guy who's been active in politics in Pennsylvania for about 20 years now, uh, working for uh, Governors Ridge and Schweiker, and being in the private sector uh, for the bulk of the time until now, working in the conservation world uh, on issues including irrigation, agriculture, landscape contracting, uh, clean water, clean air, uh, and the nexus between industry and, uh, and and the folks who regulate. So as of May of 2018, I came on as executive director of the Pennsylvania Conservative Energy Forum, which is an organization that is dedicated to promoting clean and renewable energy with conservatives here in Pennsylvania. And that's the part I love, is that you're bringing in that. People don't think about it being a conservative thing to do, which right. is why I'm really excited to talk to Tex here about what, what he's doing. So what's your angle on this? So the American Conservation Coalition, um, on the campus side, we advocate for a lot of the same things that Chad and Pensef advocate for. So a free market approach to energy and conservation geared at people on the right side of the spectrum, conservatives and libertarians on campus. So we are we're a millennial led, you know, student focused organization that are we're bringing a lot of attention to these issues from a conservative perspective, which right. is something not a lot of students have heard before. I know. I mean, and that's why I think it's so important that we're, we're telling the story here tonight because people aren't thinking about this as far as that goes. So, what are cons- what are conservative students asking about? What are they thinking about when it comes to clean and renewable energy? Uh, a, a big question we get is is about subsidies. So. As I mean, as we all know, the, the energy sector in this country is very heavily subsidized, whether it be on the renewable side or the you know the fossil fuel side. Okay. So something that conservatives have long, I think, had issues with is the amount of subsidies that more you know clean and renewable energy sources get. But and that's not something that you can really support from a free market perspective, which exactly. is where a lot of our our activists and students are coming from. But. What they don't realize is there are a lot of subsidies for the more traditional forms of energy, too, and that that really skews the market. And once you can demonstrate that there are subsidies on both sides and it's skewing the market away from the consumer and away from innovation, then I think you get a lot of conservatives on board with clean energy. Makes total, total sense. And so, Chad, we've had conversations before. What I love about your organization is the fact that you're creating conversations across both aisles, which I think is just absolutely necessary. And this is the perfect place to be having these conversations is at the universities. That's right. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a, a wonderful opportunity for our organization. You know, um, we've, we've been really happy to work with techs uh, to go into universities. We're going to be doing a lot more of that in 2019. And when we go into a university to meet with student groups, we're there to talk about a really substantive policy issue that we know they care about. We know that young people are, are really, really interested in conservation. They're interested in free markets and entrepreneurship and innovation. They're interested in clean and renewable energy energy, they're interested in, you know, what can we do to impact our communities at the local level. And these are all issues that we talk about when we talk about the uh, clean renewable energy revolution. So, yeah, I mean, and, and, and honestly, this is great because we know that the other side of the aisle has talked about these issues and they've done a really good job. They, always, they, it's like they, it. they own it. People mm-hmm. just assume that they own this issue right. and, and they don't have to because it's, right. it's 
both sides need to because it's important to the whole country and the world. That's right. I mean, they are well-schooled on the left, and what we are doing is we are bringing this issue to the right to say, look, there is plenty of room for conservatives to take ownership here and get involved. It's, there's plenty of room to get excited about an all-of-the-above energy economy that's diversified uh, and that uses the free market principles that we love. So this is, uh, for, for, from our point of view, yes, it does. It gives us a chance to, to get active, to create more space for conservatives, and to work across the aisle uh, with folks who also care about these issues. Very, very cool. Just to remind our listeners, we are talking to Chad Forsey from the Pennsylvania Conservative Energy Forum. Go to PennCef, P-E-N-N-C-E-F dot org. And we're talking to Tex Fisher here from the American Conservative Coalition at A-C-C-C dot E-C-O. I didn't mess it up. No, you got it right. I got that third C. That's yeah. a tough one, too. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. So I'm assuming, I mean, when you're bringing these conversations up at, on, on campuses, you're probably surprising a lot of students. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably a lot of preconceptions. What are you seeing out there when, when you're on the scene there, uh, Tex? Well, I think... I think the biggest problem that we face is a lot of students have never heard a conservative perspective on clean energy and the environment. So they're sort of coming in without any like prior knowledge of what conservative ideas are on these issues. But I mean, we've been incredibly well received. A lot of a lot of conservative students say like I've never heard a conservative talk about this. I thought I was I thought I was the only conservative who cared about this. Interesting. And Very sort interesting. Of bring a lot of people together who have cared but haven't really had. Um, a place for them to to express those ideas and to learn more about these issues. And from folks on the left, we've been surprisingly well-received from from more left-leaning students because, I mean, they're they're very genuine in caring about these issues. Is it a tense conversation at first? Not really. Okay, good. They're they're very very open-minded. It's about talking about it. It's not having this side and defending it to the death, but it's about learning and coming together and and seeing where each side is is, is, is standing, right? Yeah, I think think a lot of people on the left are just really happy that there's a conservative organization out there trying to engage people because, like, I think that they realize the reason we haven't had as much action as they might like is because it's such a one-sided partisan issue. So, like, we're never going to get... We're never going to get to where they want to be unless there's some input from folks on the right. So, Dex, what got you interested in doing this kind of work, going out there and, and, and hitting the, the campuses and really just really as grassroots as you can get at this point? Mm-hmm. What made you want to do that? Well, I, I started working in politics right out of high school, actually. I managed a couple of local campaigns, um, then worked for another conservative organization doing campus activism. And right along the time, I was I was transitioning out of that to work more into like more on the political side of things with uh, the state Republican Party. Uh, ACC was looking for you know someone to lead the campus program. That's the that's the background I had. It's something I'm really passionate about. I've always been very passionate about energy issues. Come from um, part of Northeast Ohio that has a lot of. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a rich manufacturing history and a lot of potential developments in the energy sector um, that can really help bring us out of sort of the 30, 40, 50 year economic funk we've been in. Um, so those are issues I've always been passionate about. It just seemed like a, a great fit to try and get involved with. Fantastic work to be doing that. I'm glad you're hanging out with him. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, been, it's been a great partnership. <laughs> Definitely. And, and uh, you know, we, we've actually gone out to the University of Pittsburgh in, in recent weeks and we have met with student groups there um, and, uh, and and honestly have had a, a just a a fantastic reception from students who I believe, and, and I want to I get Texas thoughts on this too, but I believe that the millennial students that, that I've met with are far more interested in the significant policy debates of our time than they are in petty partisan politics. Mm-hmm. And so when, 
when we go and we talk to these students, we find there's a great hunger for significant policy contributions that we can make and that we can help them understand and get involved in. And, uh, and, and that transcends some of the partisan divides of our time and doesn't get into the, you know, the, the stone throwing that really less, defines so much about politics. stone throwing, please. Exactly. Yeah. More conversations and understanding. That's right. Absolutely. So what's the schedule looking like for, uh, for, for 2019? What can we expect? I mean, obviously, you get a lot of campuses to hit. Yeah. And do you give a squad of people that, that are going out there? Or is it just uh, you, the one man on the scene? Like, how is this going to work? Um, well, we're, we have 85 campus reps across 31 states now. Um, we are on pace to be over 100 by the start of the next semester. That's fantastic. Um, we're going to be doing a lot here in Pennsylvania with Chad. We're working on a sort of a mini campus tour across Pennsylvania cool. to bring him in and, and talk about some of these issues with um, with some of the groups we work with. Um, so it, it should be really busy, but a lot of work, but it's, it's definitely rewarding. Oh, I love it. I mean, this is how we start affecting some change and get some, some of the, I said, getting these conversations going as far as that is. So maybe just we've got a couple minutes left. Like, what is a typical engagement like when you, when you head on the campus? Like, what goes on? Like, I mean, how, how do you begin the conversations? How many people show up? How do you get people to show up? How's that work? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's organizational work behind the scenes with our friends, with groups like the College Republicans and other conservative-oriented student groups who will help to get an audience together. Tex is, is really engaged with those folks as well. I mean, just the organizational stuff that goes on behind the scenes. It's really important. That's why it's so critical that we have groups like ACC who are engaged in the space. Um, you know, I, I think that that in, in terms of making that, that connection and, uh, and putting on a good event, uh, I, I, I really, I'm curious to hear what Tex says about this, you know, getting back to the whole, the, the attitude of millennials on these issues. They, they, they do, in fact, seem to be really interested in, and, and stuff that trans, transcends the partisan divide and gets to the heart of the issues. That's yeah. a great place for us to wrap up on. Tell us about that, and we'll wind this thing up. Well, the way the way our campus program works is we don't set up our own chapters like a lot of other organizations. So okay. we just have a we basically have a liaison, a campus rep that is usually in leadership of a different mm-hmm. conservative organization. Um, and we found that that's a, a really effective way to get us off the ground really quickly since we can benefit from the infrastructure of the other groups that exist um, and then just sort of push our message through them. But to put on a successful event, I mean, you need a, you need a willing host. You need students on the ground willing to you know, put in the work, text their friends, set up a Facebook event, put up flyers, all that stuff. And then um, we do as much as we can on the national level. And when we're able to make it in person, you know, we put up flyers to ourselves and, and grind on. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun, and I love the fact you're making such an impact, and I think 2019 is going to be the year where you really kick it forward. Once again, we're talking to Chad Forsey from the Pennsylvania Conservative Energy Forum. Go to pensef.org and text Fisher from the American Conservative Coalition, ACCC.eco. Simple as that. This is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council bringing you Tech Vibe Radio from the Tech Vibe Radio podcast studios here in Nova Place. We'll be right back after this quick break with more Tech Vibe Radio. All right, Audrey. So I've been waiting all night for this segment because I'm going to guarantee our listeners a high energy segment because there's some great stuff going on. And you know my passion for our neighbors to the east, out in Johnstown, Cambria County. You know, we're doing the Bridge to Pittsburgh stuff, Startup Allegheny stuff. Really great programs going on to build entrepreneurship, not just in the region there, but to also build connections between Pittsburgh and Johnstown because there's so many great resources going back and forth. And so it was back in November around Veterans Day, I got this really cool press release from Startup Alleghenies about some of the new startups that are happening that are started by our, our folks in uniform, by, by veterans. And I'm like, we got to get these folks on the show and talk a little bit about this because I think they're doing some transformative work. 
And we got three great guys with us today who are who are leading up this thing. First off, we have Vinziel Wolf, who's got this really cool company that he's starting up, and he's getting a lot of help from guys like Don Bonk over here and Jose Otero. And Jose, you're from uh, Jari, right? I am Jari, uh, Johnstown Area Regional Industries, located in Cambria County. Absolutely. And then, Don, what's your role up there in uh, Cambria County and Johnstown? So I have a split role. Um, in Johnstown, I run the Entrepreneurial Alchemy Program. It's been around about five years, funded by both the state and federal government over time. I'm also a consultant for Tim McNulty, the Office of Government Relations at Carnegie Mellon. So I'm literally a dual citizen. Yeah. Citizen of Johnstown and Pittsburgh and I places know. in both. You have keys to like both love. cities, I think. Literally. Exactly, exactly. What is really cool is you've been working with, with, with Vin Zeal here. And I think it's a fantastic story. But so Vin Zeal, we've we got to start with you. First, introduce yourself and what you do and how you do it. And then Audrey's got a ton of questions for you. Okay, well, yeah, uh, yeah my name is Vin Zeal Wolf, um, owner and uh, founder of at all transfer authority and then we are providing uh transportation black car transportation mm-hmm. and uh high-end stuff for the uh public in johnstown and camera county area really so, where so do you, you have like contracts with different companies yeah, well right now we're contracting with individuals working with some companies and we're looking to expand it so we're getting just getting started and everyone's welcoming the idea with, I love uh, it. Open and arms. before we dive into the conversation, our listeners are going to want to know where they can learn more about you. What's your website? How can people learn about it all? Well, we have right now, our website is not finished yet, but okay. we're up on all social media sites. That's what we need then. And then yeah, so that's, at that, all transport that's what it's all about. At, uh, on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and we also have uh, yeah. a Twitter uh, coming online uh, pretty soon. So folks need black car service. Yeah, exactly. Well, a lot of people need uh, service from uh, Johnstown area, uh, and particularly right. to get to Pittsburgh. Ah. There, there's not a lot of options to get back and forth to the airport in Pittsburgh right. and, and, and back and forth to business meetings and all, all, everything that we have to do in Pittsburgh takes uh, a, hop, a, a hop leap and a jump to get there. So I'm providing a service to get us from A to B wow. on a continuous basis. I didn't think about that. So you see a need in the market. Yeah. You're like, I have an idea to address it. And you're like, wait a second, I need resources to help scale this. So there's the startup Alleghenies comes into place. Jari comes into place. So you had this idea. How did you decide to move forward, and how did you link up with guys like Don and Jose over here? Well, my first introduction to Jose Otero was the biggest leap in the entire uh, idea because he got us started um, from day one with the uh, Small Business Association, got us started with uh, enrolled with Startup Allegheny's program. Right. And the first day we met, I believe it, we, we got cranking. We, yeah, we got started uh, cranking out this business plan to get going. Right. Um, from the very first moment, and um, it took us a couple of days a week for a couple months. Okay. To to get everything in place to uh, get wheels on the ground eventually in in, in a few months time. So, who, so yeah, go ahead. So you'd highly recommend this, right? Oh man, I, oh, oh man. <laughs> like, yes. There's there's no there's no better opportunity than what we have right now in Cambridge County because everyone's um, behind getting the economy going. Exactly. So really now it's are. time. So, so now excited. it's time. Now it's the time in Cambridge County. Actually, it yeah, really is. It is. I totally agree. And you know how many people live in Pittsburgh and are from Johnstown? It's crazy. There is like a diaspora here. There really That's is right. a diaspora crazy. here. Yeah. And they have deep love. Yeah. So, I'm not a big fan of driving. So the next time I need to go, she's calling you, Vinzio. Yeah. Yeah. Wants a car it, to stop exactly. by. Exactly. All it, polished up and ready to go. Exactly. I'm here for you. That and, and that's what I want to do. Because I love Johnson. It's so beautiful there. Right. And we we want to get you back and forth. Not only do we want to get people from Canberra County and Johnstown out to Pittsburgh, but right. we want to get pe- people in Pittsburgh out to see us in Johnstown and get to uh, take advantage of what we have cool. to offer in Johnstown. So, Jose, what was the first thing you talked to Denzel about 
when he comes to you, he's like, I got this idea for a business. How do I use Jari? How do I use all these other resources that are available in Cambridge County to make this business happen? Sure. Well, two of the things that I asked Vinzeal are two of the same things that I ask every individual that I uh, face with when they're looking at me. They're like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I own my business. The two questions is, what are you doing and why? Okay. Mm -hmm. The the what really helped explain (laughs) filling in that niche in that transportation that is needed. Okay. Uh, and the why is the passion behind it. Uh, Benzil has oh, years of passion. Ex- I can absolutely. see it. I love it. He's got years of experience when it comes to being able to uh, move items. Right. Uh, and being able to transport uh, different uh, goods throughout the country. So why not being able to utilize that skill set? Okay. Now let's move people instead. Right. Uh, so being able to link up with that and having his prior knowledge was a lot easier for me to be able to develop Definitely. with him his business plan. But essentially, though, it's the first two questions, what and why. Gotcha. And then we just kind of take off from And that. then at what point do you say, I got to call in Don Bonk? Yeah, well, okay. So so with, with Don, how Don got involved originally is uh, I told Vinzeal about Entrepreneur's Alchemy. Uh, I need, uh, this is basically what I told Vinzeal, I need for you to go to Entrepreneur's Alchemy. There's a group of people up there exactly. that you're really going to like ah, to meet. So you plug them into a it's network. It's kind of like a support group, but it's not. Yeah. You know, so it's like great. you can talk about all your problems, all the, all the issues Therapy you're Therapy for entrepreneurs. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. like a good support <laughs> system. And, mm-hmm. and Donald has been able to And Don's the head therapist years. over there, right, Don? <laughs> yeah. He is. He so tell us about <laughs> why you founded the alchemy stuff there, uh, Don. So uh, Entrepreneur Alchemy dates back to Discover and Develop um, PA under Governor Corbett. We got a grant. Uh, we ran it for two years, then we fund, uh, funded it next through uh, Office of Economic Adjustment through the Pentagon, running through Cambria County. And essentially what it is, every first Monday of the month uh, at University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown, Idea Lab, Room 132, we bring entrepreneurs together. We also bring typically a speaker. So we had David Iwinski from Blue Water Growth in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah. yeah, he's fantastic. He came he's to our last great. meeting. great. I love him. Smart, capable guy. You know he's guy. an accomplished musician. Yes, accomplished musician. He took music at Duquesne. He's a, a, a lawyer out of uh, Pitt Law School, right. but he also lived in Asia for years. I know. So he was my speaker. I, we have people uh, he's awesome. hear him talk, and then we had people answer questions, and then we talked about brainstorming for companies. Uh, so that's exactly the kind of thing. You know, David drove in from Pittsburgh. So every month we have this. She's taking a car from uh, Vinzeal here. And- exactly. Yeah, he just found exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just, he just found out. He just Vinzeal found met out. him, and, and he may do that uh, <laughs> the next trip around. So so uh, Vinzeal came. We had some talks. And then Vinzeal on November 3rd, uh, we had an all Ivy League Plus alumni club group from Pittsburgh come to Johnstown. We had about a dozen members. No way. Vinzeal was the driver. Rich Breen, president of the Princeton Alumni Association and former general counsel at the United Steelworkers of America, wow. came in on the train yeah. to Johnstown. That's and so great. Vinzeal met him at the train station in Johnstown. Nice. And, wow. and took him to, to the Johnstown Flood Museum, took him over to the Metal Arts Center now that's growing in Johnstown, yeah. the new new group uh, that's, that's great place. doing... Uh, uh, custom artisanal hammers and other products oh, in Johnson right. at the Metal Arts Center. So we gave him a tour there. Vinzia was on that. And then up to the incline plane, dinner at Asiago's. And then. Uh, Wait, you still have an incline running? Yes, oh, we yeah. do. Yes. Oh, Takes yeah. cars. Samuel Deicher, one of the original uh, Hungarian engineers that built your inclines here in Pittsburgh, came to Johnstown and did the same. So we have a functional incline that runs several times, actually every 15 minutes during its running period. The world's steepest vehicular incline. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I, I know, because the mountains are serious oh, over yes. there. The black so car service can go up and down on that I thing. Gotta, it can actually ha- ride listen, on the incline. My exactly. hat's off to you guys for Johnstown, because I know that when we first talked about this whole Bridges to Pittsburgh, and the partnership, I was like, oh, my gosh, Johnstown. And I got to tell you, it has been nothing 
but positive. And you know what it is? It's that you have the grit and the determination and the collaboration against all odds that Pittsburgh has had in pockets 20 years ago. And I can feel it. And you have a diaspora that's located in Pittsburgh. And they're rooting people, for you. And they are rooting for yeah. you. And they care. So, I mean, I know that we've tried to help get businesses go to, to you know, locate in Johnson. And, you know, we're, it's exciting. It's easy for yeah. us to try to help you. Yeah. yeah. And it's and all it's about beautiful. working together. beautiful. Yeah, if anyone has never been to Johnstown, Check it you'll out. be blown away. By the beauty and the mountains that are there, that there's no comparison to Pittsburgh, even. Yeah, uh, the views, the uh, outdoor um, opportunity to use the trails, to ride the river, you know, you name it, we got it. It's coming uh, together. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit, Vinzel. So you, obviously you're a veteran, correct? Yes, sir. First off, thank you for your service. Thank you. Yes. Without thank a doubt. You. And so I'm, what I'm curious is, I feel like. Going through going through the military gives you a, a, a specific set of skills. I think goes right into the business world. I, I don't know if it's disciplined, a focus. There's something about that. I, I feel like I get excited when I see veterans starting companies because I know that like they have this focus. Am I correct in this? All that, all yeah. that. I, you know what? I've never stopped being a soldier. I left armed forces to pursue my education. Okay, but I am still a soldier. Right. To this yeah. day, to, to this day, to this day, every one of you civilians are certain man. You know, and and this just part of my makeup now. Definitely, um, um, military bearing, you name it. We have something that you know. I, I was, I was described as um, having a spree de corps, and mm-hmm. that's the and and that's just the spirit of the group. Just wanting to be a part of a group and work together with a with a larger group and be a part of something bigger Definitely. than the than the individual. Right, and and that's what it it's about. You know, and that's what the, having military bearing is all about. Very much so. So we've got just a couple minutes left in this segment. It goes by too fast. Mm-hmm. I could do a whole show on this. Mm-hmm. But This like, is really great. I'm blown away. I just want people to, to know, like, what – so obviously there's some great resources in Cambria County and in Johnstown with, with Jari, with guys like Don, with the Chambers. There's literally lots of folks ready to help. So there's men and women like, like Vinzil here who have an idea for a company. You can help them scale. What if I'm in Pittsburgh and say I want to come to Johnstown and try to build something? I mean, that, that should be a viable thing, correct? Uh, Come, if, if when you get to uh, Johnstown, first thing you want to do is get in contact with someone at the chamber okay. or even Jari right. in, in the same building, and uh, Jose can tell you all about what they have to offer. I love that Jari. that sure. riff, Jari. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, absolutely. If, if anybody's interested in being able to work in Cambridge County yeah. or would like to build in Cambridge County for sure, we have a large ecosystem in place already with various partners that are, are involved and engaged, whether it's technology or a dog groomer, or a car wash, gotcha. whatever it is whatever that, it is, it yeah. is that we're looking to do. Are you do. saying my dog uh, needs to be groomed? I like your dog, by the way. Yeah, totally. Gracie's co- our co-host today. We do have a lot of resources. Uh, last thing that I wanted to pitch for yeah. sure is uh, Ben Franklin Techcelerator. We have uh, an eight-week boot camp uh, ah. that we run through okay. uh, entrepreneurs, and Benzio uh, definitely participated through Ooh, that. You uh, probably ran the thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you, you get deep, deep into it, so I encourage everybody to Perfect. participate in many of the services. If people want to learn more about Jari to do that, where can they go? Is it Jari? Sure, yeah, Jari.com. J-A-R-I.com? That's right. Just that simple. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by and pumping up Tech Vibe with a ton of energy. Simple as that. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Welcome. Thank another you. another thank show you. into our belt on. I told you it was our they, best. We need to have them back. We have more to talk I about. I want updates. Simple as yeah. that. One yeah. updates. Hey, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Busey. And we're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council having way too much fun talking to men and women like over here at the Startup Alleghenies and Jari and all the good stuff going on in Cambria County. Learn more about the Tech Council by going to pghtech.org. Have a great weekend.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.